is season three, talking to immigrant doctors. And today, you don't get just get two doctors talking, you get three. Welcome to Emil and Joanna from the Dominican Republic and Amelia, who's a full-blooded American. <laughs> so, hi, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. We really appreciate you having us here. It's really a pleasure to be able to give our perspective and and our journey. So thank you for inviting us. Thank yes, you. we definitely feel honored being here. Thank you. <laughs> Joanna, because uh, with the baby in arms, you may suddenly have to fly away. Why don't you start us off and tell tell me how how did you decide to be a doctor? Did you have medical people in your family? Actually, I did. My um, older sister, she's um, nine and a half years older than I am. And she is a doctor. She went into the psychiatry path. And mm -hmm. um, I remember seeing her and all of her um, friends from um, from medicine, medicine school gathering at the table at my house. Um, they would be there every single day studying nonstop. And um, I just saw her and I I felt um, I remember me playing with dolls as if I was in the operating room and things like that. <laughs> um, I had this specific doll that I would go to the um, patio and just do some surgeries and things. Yeah, it's good to um, start young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I, I always liked science. Um, my mom tells me the story that I had my own insect lab. And oh. that was like with a glass magnifier and mm -hmm. a pair of tweezers. That's all I had. My, um, <laughs> I had like a notebook and a pen to write the characteristics of those insects that I would find. Um, obviously, they were gone by then. <laughs> I was able to move them around and touch them and things. But yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah, good. So, yeah. so you went through... for. And you grew up in Santiago and you went to school in Santiago too. Yes, I was to born university. and raised. Yes, I was born and raised in Santiago, Dominican Republic, and um, I stayed there from since I was born until I had to come here. Yes, I'm I'm a believer in holistic education, and not everybody will know much about the Dominican Republic. Most people can place it as the other half of Haiti, but um, where where is Santiago? Santiago is on the north part of Dominican Republic. It's not on the beach, though. Not on um, exactly. You can drive there. It, it's not on the beach, but it's very close by uh, driving distance, maybe an hour, an hour and a half, something. Yeah, it's yeah. the second biggest city of the Dominican yes. Republic. Actually. Yeah. And it was actually so, the first capital of Dominican Republic. Then um, an earthquake happened and they had to um, move. I didn't around. I didn't know and that when Santo when... Domingo comes into place. <laughs> oh, I always assumed it was Santo Domingo because Santo Domingo has been around for a while. When did that happen? Do you remember? Ooh, no, I mean, I not, not living memory. Back to you. <laughs> Obviously not in living memory, but yeah. <laughs> so um Yeah, we so weren't around back then. <laughs> <laughs> so you you decided that you you were focused in through high school, this this standard system. Does it follow pretty much the American system, 12 grades and you finish it? Yeah. And and so you applied to university. Did you why did you choose the university that you did? My sisters went there and okay. th that was the best in the area that, and, you know, we were able to get credit for me so I could go to school and how do you say credit? Uh, like a tuition? Is that how you call it? Um, no, you, you mean you could get a stipend? You got some sort of assistance towards your Financial tuition? assistance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We call it credit. So that I'm translating. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It took me the longest time to say. Spoiler alert, I went to medical school in Dominican Republic too. It took me about a year after leaving the, the to stop saying assistencia 
or orario. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't translate, I just used those words. Asistencia <laughs> 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 being attendance and orario being schedule, uh, for those who don't speak <laughs> Spanish. Um, so so you you chose to go to school. Uh, did you give yourself a break between high school and, and starting college? No, we regularly don't do that. It's, it, or back then, I don't know how it is right now, but back then um, you when you finished high school and you went straight to your university. Okay, so you started you started in September, October. Um, we started graduation. in I think in August. You graduate in like June, and then in August you start. Oh, it's so hot to start in August there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's the standard training, yeah, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, pathophysiology, yeah, all those things. Big, yeah, this is the big difference between uh, the Dominican Republic and maybe some of the country that actually we don't have to do our undergraduate. Correct. Actually, when, when you apply, you go directly to med school. And in the med school curriculum, it is included all the basic science. And it's kind of in the, all the time that you have to, you go in straight to med school and you actually do all the basic science with the same team who yes. is going to be actually kind of transition to med school finish with you all the way uh, from med school. So it's kind of different. And that's why we don't have an undergrad. We just have kind of doctor of medicine degree directly. Right. I know it's actually say true for many, many countries. It's really mm -hmm. a North American thing. Not completely, but uh, the UK, you enter straight through, you call it reading medicine, <laughs> directly in, into the medical program, but all of the basic sciences. Now, did you have prerequisites in high school in order to matriculate? Did you need to have a certain number of credits in physics and chemistry, et cetera, prior to going to school? No, not to go into school, but okay. during uh, the school years, obviously, you had to um, um, accomplish a certain amount of credits in order for you to pass over to the next chapter. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The the curriculum in high school is our pretty standard. It's not that you can select what you want, what you don't want. Actually, that's dictated by by the government, which actually like things you have to do. You cannot change that. So the, there's a national curriculum. Yes, it's a national curriculum that everybody have to go through it. Is I mm -hmm. cannot choose what I want, what I don't want. You don't have like a path that you can go like more like like science or doing more technology you know, no mm -hmm. actually it is there is only a specific school that can be but that's very very few mm -hmm. actually most of them is kind of uh is standardized and in order to apply for med school you only have to have really good grades in in mm -hmm. high school and that's what they take in, in into consideration to see if you will be able to join uh med school there and mm -hmm. then that's a test that they give and um if right. you you get into um, that specific school that you want to go into right so so okamima had its own exam mm -hmm. okay yes it's from the each university actually yeah. had their own i test. apologize i can't get the p in there i learned it as okamima it's not getting the p that's not happening so you so you went through five or at what, what point did you start seeing patients started seeing patients um i would say by year alone or just no, no. Yeah, starting clinical work yeah clinical i say year three or two um because you start with uh, rounding through the hospital with the residents um and then your attendings you don't you don't um you know you don't conduct direct patient care um mm -hmm. you start conducting direct patient care in the last year um okay. and that you can take care of those patients on your own but um, 
in the beginning, it's more like um, lab wor- uh, laboratories that you get to go to the hospitals, the public hospitals there and start, you know, uh, seeing how the system works um, and studying certain subjects with the patients. Like, mm-hmm. um, the, for an example, um, how do you say semiologia? Um, semiology? I don't know. Um, it's uh, the starters of how to interview the patient. So mm-hmm. um, they will... Um, give you a guidance on how to interview these patients, like the SOAPs, like subjective, objective, um, assessment mm-hmm. plans and things like that, the HPIs, um, and then um, the HNPs, and then um, you would go ahead and um, interview right. those patients and then present to your attendees. Is, is there a specific hospital attached to the university that you did those rotations or were you in different places around the country? There are different hospitals, but they are all they are all associated with the university, uh, the med school. So um, we did in different areas due to the fact that not all hospitals would take care of the same uh, type of patients. For an example, we did a pediatric rotation. Um, it is specifically at a, a pediatric hospital. We did adult rotation specifically at a different hospital, um, and then more um, focused. Um, um, subjects like endocrinology, um, then you would have to go to a different hospital as well. But I do want to clarify that question. Actually, they're public, like government hospital. Right. It's not okay. that university have the money to have their own actually hospital. No, right. they have association agreement between the public hospital. So we can actually can go there as a, uh, as a medical student to go and rotate with attending there. Okay. Was there anything when you first started seeing patients that surprised you? Yes, everything surprises us when we see people, but I'm trying to think because you you presumably came from a fairly well-educated community. This is a, is a country that is still having some issues with development because you can be really, really, really rural there and see a doctor once in your life. What, what surprised you? What did you find you were able to do? What deficits did you, annoyed you? because you weren't able to provide them for patients. Um, Were there things that were frustrating for you as just as a student? Because the the differences in income levels and what was available for whom? Yeah, um, I remember one time, and this was extremely frustrating for me. um, There was a patient of mine that um, needed a surgery. Uh, to undergo some type of surgical procedure. And the day of the surgery, the patient was in the table and everything, but there was no anesthesia. So I- No, no anesthesiologist or no actual no, medication? The medication. To... The medication. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember me and some other group of friends, my colleagues, um, we started just raising money to buy it because we couldn't find that anywhere. In the hospital, there was no- um, anesthesia in the hospital for that specific patient, for the type of anesthesia that that patient needed. So um, I guess I, I can't quite remember what happened exactly, but that was something that drove me a lot. Yeah, for mm-hmm. my for my side, was a little things. It's just kind of, for example, like a high-end imaging. The little things we were not having the luxury of, even at that time, having a CAT scan and MRI. So I think because of that lacking make us like a better clinician in the sense that you have to go and get a better history what the resources that you have try to make a better diagnosis and that's why kind of in my country we always say you have to do a good HMP that will give you 90% of the diagnosis just because the necessity of not having 
uh, all those imaging, all those fancy tests. And right. at the end, you have to really treat your patient if the best curve that you have. So that's why a very detailed physical exam and very good history that was actually was leading to our management, the treatment that we were giving to our patients. So you managed to get through all of the studying that most of people watch it. Most of the people listen to this are doctors, but not, not only. Um, so if you managed to get through, you got through finals. And what was your next step? Had you decided that you were going to come to the U.S. to study? Yes, I, I definitely know about that. Was that because a family member had come before or just you watch movies? Yes. No, okay. Yeah, so um, my family from my mom's side all lived in the States. And um, my sister had, my sister who did the uh, medicine and, and psychiatry, she was already here. So mm -hmm. um, we knew that we wanted it to expand into uh, different areas. And um, the USA was um, the next step for all of us. And um, my, I have a middle sister and she also uh, was here by that time. She's not a doctor, she's an engineer, um, but um, she was also here and I wanted it to be close to my sisters too. So I knew, I always knew that my next step would be USA. So you went to New York? Um, I went to New York and, um, but before I went to New York and started residency, I studied for the, for the USMLEs. Step mm -hmm. one, two, and three. And I stayed in Dominican Republic at, at my um, mom and, and dad's house. I, I lived there. I continued living there um, until I passed all of my exams. And so then you, I, you finished with the Dominican side of education and then you took the, you, you didn't take the part one during your studies? During my studies? Um, that's, in, that's so hard because you're going to go back and remember all that stuff. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It was hard, but um, I, I felt... I, I fell much more in love with medicine. Um, I, I just love the process. Yeah, for, for me, it was definitely different. My father uh, uh, is a dermatologist. So I always knew that I was going to do medicine. That's the example. I just remember mm -hmm. my being with my father, going to the rural area of the Dominican Republic, doing free services to the underdeserved uh, population. So. I knew since the beginning, I went directly to med school, but at the beginning, actually, I was thinking to going to do my residency in Spain, just because mm -hmm. my first language, it is, it is Spanish. I didn't know anything about English. So <laughs> all my med school was in Spanish. Everything I was directly going to, my, my plan was to go going to Spain because I have a brother who lives there. But that's when the crisis in 2010 that Europe and Spain mm -hmm. was kind of really bad. So I have to take kind of the decision to see, okay, it's not the best option at this time. So we're, we're, we're I guess, United States is the way. So I started studying English and the USMLE at the same time. And it was a very challenge to do both of them. Yeah, it's a big challenge. Yeah, it's a big challenge, like learning a language, but was also studying for the USMLE, well, with a clear path of what I want to. So basically I have to restart all over because even guidelines are different, things are different. So I studied medicine again in that year that I studied for the USMLE plus English to be able to go up to a speed. Even I remember yeah. my friends. Even, I... even more fun because our system is based on Gray's Anatomy and is it Rousseau? I can't remember the name of the <laughs> book, but on oh, that book, we all burned them at the end of the session. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you you 
both just happened to wind up in New York. Because you, your journeys were separate and different parts of the island until, but you both arrived here by some miracle of study and determination and God's will, you wound up in New York City. Where did you get residency? In Lincoln Hospital in the Bronx, New York. Mm -hmm. So and we, what struck it was you is magic. Like the first day, we were sitting next to the next to the other during orientation. Um, like both from Dominican Republic. I mean, she's from the north side. I'm from the south part. So we were kind of, hey, hi. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we are here. Let's start this journey to, together at this time, and, and then just go into the the presidency and the magic start. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you have three beautiful, is all daughters, three beautiful all daughters. daughters. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Probably by the time this airs, this young lady will be, you know, double her age of only two months. <laughs> so let's, let's go back just a, a bit. You, you worked, did you do a, a and you didn't do what, what they call passantia, you didn't do the, the essential internship for licensure. And that was because because you knew that you were going to come to the U.S. No, I, I did, but only three months, because by the time that I received the pasantia, that internship after graduation there, it was already too late. Um, I think it was March of the same year that I started residency. Okay. So I was only able to do it for like three months, but he did it his full year. So I just okay. want to clarify for the people, the pasantia is like a mandatory, like rural um like year that you have to serve the the country basically mm -hmm. and that comes back when the we only have one med school that actually was kind of free so the way that they able to kind of get, not get that money back but at least serve the undeserved area so they create this mandatory one year that you have to go to those rural area to have physician there uh, even if that is just recent graduates, so they can have those physicians be there. And for one year, you learn a lot and experience yes. a lot. In those also, also point out, since you've mentioned the university, you, uh, I, won't, I won't butcher the pronunciation of the name of the National University. You can say it and then what people call it. <laughs> um, yeah, wasp. <laughs> the WASP. Yeah, the WASP. Was. Um, the University, University of Santo Domingo. Yeah, that was founded a long time ago before yeah. we really had medical school medical schools so it, it um i think that's also yeah. a surprise to people after all, it is there's some competition between salvador and the dominican republic but it is believed by most people but columbus wound up there first and it's been a long road <laughs> but the first are, yes, we, the first cathedral are. in in the new world and the first uh, mm -hmm. the first university yeah. in the new world so um, so I didn't realize it came because of a payback, essentially. Yeah, for, yeah, for the was wasp, and then and then they just required it for all medical. They just students. require it because at the end they just realized this is a good way to have physicians there, so they kept that. And if you don't do that year, you will you basically are not able to actually get your full license back to to practice me medicine that we call the exequat basically the license number you will not mm -hmm. be able to get if you don't do that i i, I did finish that be just before actually coming here because i was studying there i was kind of working and at the same time studying so for the you stuff. were doing pasantia whilst yes, you were working on, while you were do working on the usmle and learning english exactly <laughs> okay <laughs> What do you do with yourself now? That must have been crazy. 
that okay. prepared me significantly. I mean, it's a lot of challenge, definitely. But I think that opening and and we were discussing off camera that it's just that thirsty that we we do have that that desire to accomplish a, a goal. Definitely, mm -hmm. I would kind of focus, even though it was extended hour. I have the vision what I wanted to do, so I just kind of went directly for it. So mm -hmm. uh, at the end, now yes, I was sacrificed. I remember friends of mine telling, "Let's go to the beach this weekend." So yeah, you know, I have to take my exam. And when is your exam? In six months. Six months. And you yeah. can <laughs> and you cannot go this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to medical school. Um, yes. So so, um, so both of you got to Lincoln. Uh, for those people who are not familiar with it. New York hospitals, would you like to talk a little bit about Lincoln? Oh, you yeah. Have fun, fond memories? <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Definitely. Uh, I think this is this is the kind of hospital that definitely prepare yourself significantly. Um, there is good, and I definitely respect a lot of like big university hospital. There is a lot of education, a lot of syndrome that you will definitely see in advanced medicine that, yes, it's necessary. You need to definitely repair, uh, refer to those big centers that they will be able to investigate, and definitely it's necessary. But for the real medicine practice and do everything really yourself and having the volume actually is new, new new york we saw everything everything possible i mean our program was huge and as it was a good actually group so actually we enjoy significant even though it was a lot of uh work but we well, really enjoy there's a certain amount of we're all in this together when mm -hmm. you're residents yes. right yeah. and i think our group was really really good they were very passionate and the, the teaching and all the attending that we did have very realistic and definitely to the point. I mean, we learn a lot and that mm -hmm. made me feel really, really comfortable. Even after finished residency, I, I was competent. Even we have this program like a junior attending at the end that we were basically running the, the, the show, of course, at the end, the, the attending used to kind of double check things, but yeah. they felt so comfortable. We were kind of running the full show. And that's part of the public system in New York. They also help us. And we help actually to help the patient, but at the end give you that confidence that when I was out of residency, the transition was like nothing. I mm -hmm. didn't feel uncomfortable at all. So it was a challenge, a lot of things. And also for me, at least was really good in the sense that uh, the Bronx is a lot of big Dominican community. So that actually made my transition a little is bit it, better. Is it bigger than Washington Heights? It's almost now is the point of Washington High now is becoming a little bit more fancy and they're trying oh, to I know, yeah. push a little bit. Gentrifying and goodbye. So yeah. they are actually moving to the bronze. Don't get cheaper. rid of Malacon. I like Malacon. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, it's a huge community. Almost, I think it's almost now it, it is almost the same uh, in both sides. A lot of the Dominican, I think it's almost three million of Dominican in New York. Mm -hmm. So and they used to go to to Lincoln. So that actually for me personally make me feel like sometimes I used to talk in Spanish. Most of the time I was talking in Spanish with my patient. I knew what they mean, all those terms mm -hmm. that only Dominican will know. And able to help my community. And they always want to tell, I want to talk to Dominican doctor and things like that make you really proud. So that was a really something rewarding and make that transition that for me from having everything. Uh, and to be honest, I have a really good conditioning in Dominican Republic 
um, with my father being a physician and have everything now coming to a different country when you're by yourself, that's in, then you're out of your culture. So unlike Joanna, you came other than her. <laughs> you didn't have family here. No, I didn't have okay. any any family. For me, it was kind of full adventure, just kind of by by myself and just having my my goals. So I think actually the best thing that that having I have a lot of interview and definitely matched there. So I think God wanted me definitely to to there was go a plan. there. Yeah, it was planned <laughs> to be there and to meet her. Yeah. <laughs> so you you're general yeah. medicine, yes. Hospitalists are a new breed for me. They weren't, um, they were coming in as I was phasing out of medicine. Um, so did you decide on hospitals because you'd have a little more control over your schedule or was there something about it that just really appealed to you? So uh, two things. Um, um, first, I like the acute setting in the sense mm -hmm. that I like the, the hospital. I like to make sure to do an impact when they are sick and when they are better. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't like to follow up. <laughs> I don't like the simple follow up. So I like but, this. But then you um, don't get to prevent them coming back. <laughs> that's the, that's it's okay. The, the primary care can do a good job there. It's just not, it doesn't go to my, my personality. I like to be walking. I like yeah. to be there. I like to, to be moving. I don't like to be sitting down like in a that's, chair. That's, that's I understand. Kind of... I was ER for the same reason. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's why. And also uh, at that time, I really wanted to kind of continue growing in the administrative part of the healthcare system. Uh, so that's why I I went to the hospital. I decided to pursue like a board board certification, healthcare quality, and and and, and management. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's also I at some point I became the medical director for the hospitalist and also the chief of medicine for the hospital. <laughs> Once you finished your residencies, did did you come straight away to Florida or did you stay in New York for a while? No, no. you moved out directly. You yeah, you missed you missed the and... you missed the sun or okay. that's exactly. I remember <laughs> my first winter. I didn't have any car waiting for oh, the yeah. bus in New York. Like what I'm doing here? Yeah. I remember from... Fra Francisco calling me his first calling me and say it's snowing and I looked outside and there were like three flakes it was it was, it was so excited well I have a, a very tight relationship with New York so I could still be there but um he doesn't like it that much <laughs> yeah. um but for me it would be more like upstate New York not the New York City city mm -hmm. area yeah yeah when people say New York they mean the city yeah mm -hmm. it is it's lovely but it's like two separate things the yeah. city <laughs> And it's bigger than a lot of countries. The place is massive. Yes. So did you notice any differences now when you moved from, when you emigrated from New York to Florida, which is, you know, further than you emigrated from the Dominican Republic, Florida? What, what, what uh, did you, do you miss anything from New York? So I think for me, uh, the big difference is like coming to private practice is a little bit different than the public system. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of practice things that we do, all the, even the relationship with the consultants and things that we do and the care and also having more insurance, more ability to do more, even more tests with no restriction. Definitely that help here uh, in the private practice. Also, age uh, of the patients like, as well. Yeah, here in Florida, the, I, we work a lot of retire. Do you, uh, do you find that you're still having to practice um legal medicine i mean I, I, obviously you practice medicine legally but but do you find 
I know the answer to this. I don't need the lab to make this diagnosis. Do you find you still have to, to do the tests to prove it to people? Because of my training, sometimes, yes, I agree with you. It's like, I don't mm -hmm. need it, but uh, you have to, most of the time, to really Check the box. document and, doc and definitely just confirm something. Because mm -hmm. at the end, when there is a kind of chart review or something retrospective, like, this is not done, why? And, but of course, <laughs> within the standard. But I was right definitely. anyway, yeah. Very yeah, within the standard of care, not um, I don't practice just in case MRI of the complete body. No, no, no. Yeah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> in the clinical practice, in the clinical context, yes. I mean, I have to do, yes, I have to. I, I will order if necessary. Okay. So let's go to some cultural stuff. What do you really, I'm, I'm, I've been dying to ask. I asked Emil when, when we first met online. Um, I had all my kids here. And I did not grow up in the Dominican Republic, but we have relatives obviously there because my husband's from there. So we go there and everybody's got a nanny and everybody's got maids. And I can't, I go in to make a cup of coffee and they won't let me. And, <laughs> but I could really see how that would have been so helpful when I had my first child in my second year of residency. So <laughs> what, what things do you really miss from home? <laughs> I think um, from my standpoint, I, I didn't really have that um, growing up, like we did everything ourselves, but um, I mostly miss the community, um, yeah. like feeling that you belong to to a place and uh, or somewhere and, and that your family is close by. And it's like, okay, mom, I'm, I'm going to go out. Can you take care of the baby, please. We don't have that here. Um, <laughs> we would have to wait like months before somebody can come and help us out. Um, so yeah, I think the family unity is the one thing that I miss the most mm -hmm. about you, Lemia. Yeah, in my case, yes, I, we did have a full-time person at home like a house manager. I mean, she was awesome. She used to cook amazing. <laughs> I mean, she's still, actually, she's still at home. She's still cooking amazing. Every time I go there, she knows all the thing, things that I really wanted. But also that Joanna said, like the family, and also even with the friends that here, everything you need to do a big plan and yeah. everything there. I used to just call. Everybody was available that night. Let's go to this place. Let's get together. So you don't need really a full plan. Everybody's always open to. And also the life is not like as fast as here. People can mm -hmm. really breathe a little bit. People enjoy life a little bit more. It's not like, yes, you finish work and you have to be your phone or responding email, things like that. No people I, really disconnect some of that's fun but when it comes to administrative things if you're not used to that it can drive you crazy when you go for example to deal with your cell phone and you have to stand around for an hour before you see somebody you can make your little nuts doesn't bother all the dominicans because they're used to it but mm -hmm. those of us who are not find it hard i think my husband would have a hard time living there again living there visiting mm -hmm. fine but i think living there those things would probably get to him when i was yeah, in med school i remember he just got in line to get in line that <laughs> but the other side of that is that it is so much more relaxed a meal is an event mm -hmm. you sit and you talk and yeah and nobody's shooing you out of the restaurant or the house yeah that's that's kind of the main thing and the people are really happy people dancing all these kind of things i think that's that's the the, the warmth feeling this is maybe that i, I may feel yeah mm -hmm. That um, friendliness, you get to a place, everybody's hugging each other. Even mm -hmm. if you don't know that person, you still hug them. 
-hmm. that that was actually one thing that um was very difficult for us to try to stop doing here especially with the um asian population i i, I mean they would freeze like a piece of ice and yes. I would be so ashamed that I'm so sorry. You know, I, right. it's just, I'm, you know, I'm, it's my culture, I'm, we do this. I'm English and I came to the States and was surprised at how huggy Americans were and Canada too. I lived in Canada for a while, but when I went to the Dominican Republic, I kind of had to get over it, <laughs> but, it but it is, it's like, you're assaulting me. Why are you assaulting me? <laughs> But when I was uh, in training at St. Luke's Roosevelt in Manhattan, where we had a very large Hispanic population, not just Dominican, a lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of Salvadorans. Uh, back then, there was a big crisis of immigration because of refugees. And they would bring me food in, or they, they would bring chicle. <laughs> and um, yes, when I had a baby, you know, presents, was, it was, and, and I wasn't, I was doctora, but it was Dr. Denise. I didn't use my last name. It was just it was just a different relationship. Yeah. Sometimes a little alarming. I don't know if they do it still, but the children would come in like frilly dresses, very, very like they were going to a Sunday party or a quinceañera or something. But it was in honor of going to the doctor. It was a sort of a sign of respect oh, yeah. for going to the doctor, little patent shoes and yeah. yeah, that's what kind of really perspective, even to travel in an airplane, I mean, to go into mm -hmm. church and everything, you have to be really well dressed. I mean, this is something that, yes, you cannot have the luxury, you have to be impeccable before yes. you have to like go into to those places, yeah. Yeah. And then they hug you and give you a keeping. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else would you like to say? Because you've been chatting for an hour now, which is lovely of you. Thank you so much. And I've got to trim it down. But is there anything else you'd like to say? Do you think you'll remain in the U.S.? Do you think you'll go back? Will you be like many Dominicans and retire down there in the winter? So well, You won't need to. You're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, for us, I mean, at this time, we... At the end, like the university and the, the education for our kids, I think is better here we we know that mm -hmm. that for sure that at the end of what they decide we're going to definitely support uh mm -hmm. we are here and one of the decisions we are doing actually we're moving to dallas to be close to my wife's sister because mm -hmm. we want to give our daughters that sense of family mm -hmm. family community actually we we kind of buy the house next to my her sister so they have also kids and everything that's the that's what we want to make sure that they 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 know that yeah. also we have our our thing that within these four walls of my house we only speak Spanish, so mm -hmm. they are really well in Spanish and English. Besides being four and two years old, they mm -hmm. actually speak both of them outside speaking English because they of course they need to know right. and that part. But also inside the house it's only Spanish. So I want them to actually keep the culture, knowing and being there. My parents are still there and her parents also. We actually go very often and our kind of dream is to see and we're trying to to do how we can spend the summer in the Dominican Republic so they can be exposed to the culture, exposed there mm -hmm. and the, having maybe like a summer camp over there. So that's kind of how we think in, in ourselves. And mm -hmm. at the end also is how we can help, how we can impact and yeah. there so our five to ten year goal it actually to to help 
uh, create a assisted living facility for free in the Dominican Republic with elderly patient with dementia. My father in the last two years has been going down with dementia. Mm -hmm. So has been a big shock that the lack of opportunity for, for people, unless you, you do have a lot of money and good service. So it's very difficult if you don't have that. So that make an impact for me. So now that's kind of, we are working to see how we can help and to do that. Uh, to implement and just give something back that for me is really important and part of my why. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you again for joining me. It's been lovely. You'll have to come back and talk to me about something else in another season. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I would really love to. Thank you. Thank you for this invitation. Thank you for joining us at Myth Magic Medicine. If you have found this episode useful, you can apply for free CME credit through the link provided in the transcript. If you're not a medical professional, Please remember, while we're physicians, we're not your physicians. So please consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you have heard might apply to you or a loved one. Until next time, bye-bye.